You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome everyone to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board certified plastic surgeon. You know, so many of you come to the office and a lot of times you bring your spouse with you. And what's been a very interesting conversation that's come up multiple times now over the past few weeks in office hours is that you or your spouse happen to know someone who just went overboard with plastic surgery. And it happens all the time where I'll hear either your husband or you or somebody come out with the idea that, oh my God, I saw so-and-so and her lips were just enormous, or I saw her and her breast implants were just so large. And I think the scary part about plastic surgery for most is that you're going to end up looking like someone you really don't want to look like. And that's why I really wanted to talk a little bit today about how plastic surgery has really changed over the years, and it really is for you, and it should be just for you. And let me bring up a couple examples. Let's talk first about lips, since it's such a popular thing that we're injecting so many people's lips to do a bunch of different things. You know, um, years ago, when we only had a certain number of fillers for certain things, we would try to extrapolate those fillers and use them in other areas of the face to try to give a little enhancement. Well, now we really do have FDA-approved products that are supposed to be placed, let's say, in the lips. But even with saying that, so many of you may be wanting to come in just to have those vertical lip lines that allow your lipstick to run up into them that may be the only thing you're really looking to improve or to just create a better border to the lip. And that may be your whole reasoning behind having your lips injected. And so many of you come in and say, oh my God, when I you know, talk about doing this, my husband doesn't want me to do it because he has seen some of our girlfriends or some of our friends and they just look so phony and they have such big lips. Well, again, I think a novice or a nuanced type of way of thinking about plastic surgery would be, well, one size is going to have to fit all, or this is what you have to do. And in reality, it's really not like that at all. And so many times I've asked you to bring your husbands in with you so that he could see exactly what we're going to do and so that he would have um, like a better understanding and feel more comfortable that what we're actually talking about doing isn't to try to make anything look crazy. It's to try to improve upon things like wrinkles around the lips or things like just trying to make it so that instead of having your lip tuck away when you smile, it'll stay upright so that it shows more of your lip. So that may be one person's idea of what they want to do. And other people may be coming in because they do want to have extraordinarily large, you know, very voluptuous lips. And that's fine too, 
if that's really what you're going for personally. Let's talk about facelifts. You know, I can't tell you the number of times you, a bunch of patients just like you will come in and really talk about how they saw someone on TV that had a facelift. Or a lot of these reality TV shows have had the housewives have facelifts that just look over the top crazy. That does not have to be what every facelift looks like. Now, there may be certain patients, and you may be one of them, that really are going for an extraordinarily tight, uh, overdone, pulled facelift, which, again, it's, you know, it, to each his own, and that's maybe what you're looking to do. But by no means is one facelift for everyone, and it's important to know that nowadays, with so many of you, Keeping up on skincare products, keeping up on injectables and microneedling and all these other things that are keeping your skin looking so youthful and healthy that your facelift may not ever have to be an over-the-top pulled facelift for you to still maintain a very youthful appearance. You know, a lot of patients that would come in, and some of you still are like that, may never have done much over the years. And when you finally show up for this facelift or neck lift, it is going to be a substantial change because just over all these years, you've never really done much to keep up on skincare, skin health, just trying to maintain a certain youthful quality, which is fine also. But your facelift may be totally different than someone that may be exactly your same age but has done a lot of things over the years to just try to maintain a tight kind of youthful appearance to their skin. So you have to keep all of these things in mind when you're thinking about a certain procedure or a certain injectable product, because for you, it may be totally different than someone else. I'll give you a perfect example. Last week, I did a facelift on someone who was about 36 years old, and it was someone who lost about 150-something pounds from having a gastric bypass operation. And the reason for the facelift was basically because of all the skin laxity from the weight loss. That same person may be coming back to do an arm lift or something like that. So even though the person is 36 it doesn't necessarily mean it's because they want to get an overly pulled result. It could be because of things that happen to them like a gastric bypass. And this brings up a perfect example about liposuction and tummy tucks. So many of you come into the office and you're in unbelievable shape. You've stayed in tremendous physical condition over all your years. But as you start to get a little older, it becomes obvious that there are certain areas that are just starting to accumulate some fat deposits that regardless of how healthy you're eating and how often you're playing pickleball every week or working out in the gym or doing whatever else you're doing, it's just starting to accumulate in areas where you never had that problem before. So for you, something like a very small 
liposuctioning procedure, like a flash procedure that I do in the office, or something like cool sculpting, where we're really just targeting a specific zone that you're just having difficulty getting rid of with your normal exercise regimen and dieting, you may be a totally different candidate for these kinds of procedures than, let's say, someone that really hasn't stayed in the best shape their whole life. And they finally have now come to the conclusion that they do want to do something about it. And then, again, liposuctioning, a tummy tuck, all those things are still uh, available for them. But that person, that person's tummy tuck or liposuction may be totally different than someone else's. And that's why nowadays the beauty of plastic surgery is that there are so many different ways to address your individual concerns. And there's so many different modalities to go about trying to address those concerns. Um, Another great example of this is even with hair transplants. Many of you know that uh, over the past few years, we've started to get back into doing hair transplants because we really found a tremendously new way of doing it. We've really brought in the the top-of-the-line instrumentation and machines so that we can do it in a very elegant fashion, almost like a scarless type of a hair transplant. But so many of you, men I'm talking to, and women, really just want to have a small zone that they've started to notice either thinning, they started to notice Uh, You come in all the time. You know who I'm talking about. You come in all the time and you show me some receding hairline or you show me an area like, um, you know, the the alcoves around where your uh, beginning of your forehead used to be a little lower and now it started to recede backwards and now it's going into the temporal region. You don't have to have a huge hair transplant in order to get a little bit more hair restored into that area where you've just maybe lost it for a number of reasons. We've seen patients over these past, you know, 18 months or so from a COVID type of a reason that they lost some hair, or maybe from stress-related things, or just maybe just from hereditary type of thing, you're starting to see some receding hairlines. We can definitely do a hair transplant in a very elegant fashion where you're really not even going to notice that anything was taken away because we're going to go into the back of the hair where we can just individually take individual hair follicles and transplant them. But not only that, I would say most of your friends and family are not even going to know you did it. It's just going to look like you're wearing your hair differently. But again, it could go from something as simple and as small as that as to somebody that really is having a full hair transplant performed. So again, we have the ability now to try to modify it based on you know, what your needs are and what you actually want. My last example of this would be something like breast implants or doing something with your breasts. You know, for the longest time, most people equated breast implants with something like Dolly Parton or breast implants like uh, Pamela Anderson, where if you were going to get breast implants, that meant that you really wanted to go with extreme sizes. And nowadays, because the breast implants really do come in all different shapes, sizes, 
and modifications of projection, you can really decide that you want to have a breast augmentation because you're trying to restore some volume that you may have lost with pregnancies. You may have noticed that you know, as you started to get older and you started to get into better shape and now you're doing CrossFit and you're exercising more that you're starting to lose some weight, but the place that some of the weight is going away from may be your chest. It may not necessarily be in other places. You may notice that your breasts are getting smaller. So that may be a reason why a small breast augmentation to just restore some of that volume may be the perfect example of how to get your breast to look perkier, more lifted and youthful, as opposed to thinking that it has to be an implant that's going to make you into ridiculously large sizes. So again, my purpose of this today was to really talk about how when you're coming in to talk about plastic surgery with me or whomever you're going to see as your plastic surgeon, remember most of this nowadays really should be driven by exactly what you're looking to have done. And realize that there are so many different ways of going about doing it and to try to tailor it so that it's meeting exactly what your goals are. Um, just earlier today, um, a woman came in and told me that the only thing that she really wanted to do was to just make the corners of her mouth be not drooping because everybody keeps telling her that she just looks so unhappy all the time. And literally, we took a facial filler and put it into the corners of the mouth where it starts to become almost like a downturn, like an unhappy smiley face. And those corners can actually lead into those marionette type lines. Well, just by putting a little bit of product into those locations in the corner of the mouth, we call it the oral commissure area, immediately it changed her whole face around so that now she has a horizontal look to her mouth instead of it being downturned. And it, it was an incredible before and after. And as a matter of fact, I took a photo before and then I took a photo of just one side being done. And you could see before we did the other side how incredibly changing of her whole facial appearance it was. So remember, it can be something as simple as that, as small as that, to just change around what you're doing, and yet we're still doing something where we're injecting near the lips. So someone else that may be talking about getting their lips injected for a totally different purpose would have potentially the same product being used, but it would be used for a totally different reason. You've been listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.